Um, you know, you have this amazing career in marketing, okay? Mm -hmm. What drew you to marketing? And how, did, did, was your family in, involved with marketing? How did that happen? No, not at all. You know, I came from a family of musicians, and I'm, I was a singer in Hawaii for many years and grew up around music. And so as far as the creative part goes in marketing, to me, they really go hand in hand. But I think for myself, the reason why I love marketing and became a part of it is because I just love helping other people achieve whatever that dream was for them whatever their goal was. And then when I would see something and uh, see someone and see what they're passionate about, I would kind of be like, I can see what, I can see why they like this or I can see why they want to do this. And so it was just kind of a natural organic thing for me helping them. Wow. So did you, did anyone do that for you when you were growing up? Or oh did my God. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I have so many mentors mm -hmm. in my life that have crossed my path that saw something in me. You know, my one of my first jobs was actually for a magazine company called the Hawaii Bride and Groom that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't go to school for it. Nothing. It was like, you should yeah, hop on board and become an account executive. And that's a very big deal mm. at when you're, you know, 17, 18 years old. Oh, wow. And I was like number one salesperson there for that. So, wow. but again, it was more because... It was the marketing side of things. It was business people that I was like, oh, let, let me help you and help grow your business. My name is Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to my masterclass. I have a PhD in education from West Virginia University. I have a master's in sport management and an MBA from the University of Massachusetts. I even have an undergraduate degree in sociology from William Patterson University. And currently, I'm the Global Scholar Practitioner at HBCU, Florida Memorial University. But I also work for three of the largest sports brands in the world, Reebok, Champ Sports, and Foot Action. But I can't go anywhere without my Jordan 1s. Join me and my guests as we explore their rise to the top through adversity and challenges. It's time to help you find a hero in you. Welcome to my masterclass. Welcome to Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast. Good day, everyone. My name is Dr. Mark Williams. I'm your host of the Dr. Mark Podcast on the eSports Future Eye Podcast Network. We're in studio uh, with Innovation Media Enterprises located in City Central and North Dallas, Addison. I, I love Addison. I used to live here in uh, Valley Ranch, uh, so I'm always happy to come back here. Big shout out to our partners, Sia and Aaron with Innovation Media Enterprises. They do a fantastic job. Shout out to this amazing sound engineer, and also got to give it up to our amazing partner, Jacob Miles III. Uh, you notice I said the third, you know, not the first, mm -hmm. not the second, but the third. That means, you know, when he was younger, he knew he was going to have a job. Mm -hmm. But that's just a, a, such that's a royal somebody name. Somebody knew. A regal name, right? <laughs> yes. But I, I'm sitting across from one of my colleagues. Uh, uh, the first time I met her, I mean, just full of energy. Uh, you know, people, when you, you talk about someone, you meet them, you don't know anything about them. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, my God, they got energy more than me or they got energy just like me. So when I meet somebody like that, I'm paying attention. OK. Mm -hmm. And this sister right here, she's got a story. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm not talking about a story with like a with like a man named Brady. Not that kind of story. <laughs> OK. We're talking about some real stories here. Mm -hmm. And and share stories is so dope. We got to do this. I got to bring her back twice, maybe three times. Not not Lionel Richie <laughs> once, three times a lady. I'm talking about we got to bring her back. So you want to notice about me that I talk and make music and movie references when I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I just do. I'm quirky like that. Uh, but I got my sister, Chantel Boucher, right? Mm -hmm. Boucher, right. like being Bobby Boucher. That's Remember? right. Yeah. It's the same thing. You say it the same way, spelled yeah. differently, but... Yeah. It's pronounced the same way. But but you're not you know you're not zany like he is, but you know, but you but you got a good spirit about you. <laughs> I, I hope so. You hope so. Okay, okay. Well, this this young lady here, um, 
Chantel, she's a uh, managing director of esports, future media and events, uh, CEO and co-founder of NeuroPuzzles. Is mm-hmm. that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. CEO, founder of Modern Marketing, mm-hmm. digital marketing engineer for Google, partner mm-hmm. at Hibo, a marketing leader in online advertising, with the director of uh, uh, One Studio. She even managed the MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Mayhem Miller. Mm-hmm. Y'all know who he is. <laughs> y- y'all know who he is. Uh, that means I can't mess with her because mm-hmm. she probably learned something from that cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, she uh, she worked for a Hawaii uh, Bride and Groom magazine. So she's got some, you know, media in her. She's got marketing in her. She's got uh, magazines in her. She's she's a mommy twice. I mean, uh-huh. I, I don't even know what else to say. She's got, she's a mother, Milan and Shay. You know, mm-hmm. I, she told me, yeah I, got, yeah, I got the colognes out here. Her son mm-hmm. is 12 and he collects colognes. He's 12 That's years old. He does. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she, wear, I don't see, she's not wearing the Mario Brothers today, but she. <laughs> I she, know I usually had it. Actually, I, I, I put my fancier necklace on because it's usually me doing the interviews. And today I was being interviewed. I yeah. was like, look, I'm going to put my swag hat on yeah, here yeah, though. Yeah. I got my red hat. Tell me about what your hat says. What your hat says? Esports Future Eye TV coming soon. There you go. Uh-oh. Coming soon. Uh-oh. I saw you, you're doing that too. <laughs> I'm doing that too. Man. Listen, there's a lot going on here. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. This is Thanks amazing. Thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, you when she interviewed me last month, oh no, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm sitting there across from her and I'm like, oh my God, she's got this energy. This is nuts. So when I interview her, <laughs> I'm gonna go off too. That's See, right. So she don't know that part I like of me. It. Yeah, I like she, it. she she she's like, Oh, Mark's probably quiet and laid back. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not I like did, that at all. And I, I, I didn't think that for nah, one second. Nah, nah, nah. I had to look in the camera when so, I said that one. So let me let me let me explain something. This says that you grew up in Hawaii. Okay. Yes. What part of Hawaii did you grow up? I grew up in? in Honolulu, Hawaii. Honolulu. So tell yeah. us about Honolulu. I, you know, I've been to forty nine of the fifty states. You're gonna uh-huh. laugh. I've only the only state I've not been to is Hawaii. What? I saved the best for last. It's one of the forgotten states. No, it's also in Alaska. I wanted to wait <laughs> because now I meet you and you can tell me oh, all about the that's island. That's it. Okay, that's it. You, that's you're it. right. I do and do know I know a lot of people there. I yeah. know where to go. I know where to eat. I know where to what beaches to go to. So yeah, we'll, we'll all go together. We'll okay, be the whole well, t- team. Okay, tell me where <laughs> where should you go when you go to Hawaii? The first time you ever visit Hawaii, where should you go? Well, it depends what island you're going to. I mean, if you're going to our island, I mean, you got to go to Helena's Hawaiian food. I mean, huh? that's where you go to eat. Huh. And then Lanikai is my favorite beach there. And I love the North Shore, you know, like if there's big waves or whatever and they have competitions there, you can watch these guys that just go off can on you surf? huge waves. I used to surf. Yeah. What? That's like a normal thing. Like you grew up. Like playing basketball, playing football beach. here. And it's like you surf there. <laughs> yeah, what football is here in, it's surfing in there. Texas, it's surfing there. And every mostly everybody does it. Oh, Especially wow. in high school. Mm-hmm. So how how young do they surf how, when, when you're out, I out mean, the womb? I mean, almost before you could walk, you're thrown in the water pretty much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, wow. I love it. So out of all the islands there, where, what, is the, what is your favorite and what do you think is the most popular one? Well, I'm going to have to obviously say my island that I'm from because okay. I would be doing all my people a disservice by saying anything else. But I do enjoy visiting Kauai and Maui for different reasons. It's just more remote. Okay. You know, where I'm from, it's a city. But it's I love it and I miss it there. Is there different, the culture, is it, it um, from one island to one island to another, the culture is different in terms of the people? Or? I mean, it definitely varies because the other islands are a bit smaller mm-hmm. and not as city-like. Mm-hmm. So we get teased when we go to other islands most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we still love them and they still love us. Wow, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So tell me, you know, growing up, you know, did you have a, a lot of siblings growing up or what was that like I, for you? I got one brother. Uh-huh. I got one brother. His name is Billy. 
who gets teased all the time because, you know, our last name is Boucher. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Well, it was Bobby Boucher. Wasn't it? it was Bobby, but, but still, it was Billy... close enough. Yeah, that's funny. It was close enough. And actually, I was working on a movie with Adam Sandler once, and he, so he was in town there filming 50 First Dates. Mm. And uh, my brother got to get go up to him and say, listen, ever since that movie you made with this Bobby Boucher stuff, I get teased all the time. And he signed a hat for him and all that. Oh, apologized. Wow. <laughs> you see how she casually just mentioned, yeah, I was working with Adam Sandler. I mean, that's that's, that's the kind of woman we're talking about here. Uh, yeah. I work with Adam Sandler. Yeah, you know, manager MMA fighter, you know, I grew up in Hawaii. Hey. Like, that's that's not normal. See, I've got colleagues that do some dope stuff. <laughs> They're not normal, okay? They're just, just off, off the charts here. So tell me, um, you know, you have this amazing career in marketing, okay? Mm-hmm. What drew you to marketing? And how, did, did, Was your family involved with marketing? How did that happen? No, not at all. You know, I came from a family of musicians and I'm, I was a singer in Hawaii for many years and grew up around music. And so as far as the creative part goes in marketing, to me, they really go hand in hand. But I think for myself, the reason why I love marketing and became a part of it is because I just love helping other people achieve whatever that dream was for them, whatever mm-hmm. their goal was. And then when I would see something and uh, see someone and see what they're passionate about, I would kind of be like, I can see what I can see why they like this or I can see why they want to do this. And so it was just kind of a natural, organic thing for me helping them. Wow. So did you, did anyone do that for you when you were growing up? Or oh, did my you- God. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I have so many mentors mm-hmm. in my life that have crossed my path that saw something in me. You know, my one of my first jobs was actually for a magazine company called the Hawaii Bride and Groom that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't go to school for it. Nothing. It was like, you should... Yeah, hop on board and become an account executive. And that's a very big deal hmm. at when you're, you know, 17, 18 years old. Oh, wow. And I was like number one salesperson there for that. So, wow. but again, it was more because it was the marketing side of things. It was business people that I was like, oh, let let me help you and help grow your business. And so it started there. So did you, so how do you feel about now you get a chance to run the magazine here? Uh, what's that yeah. like? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, this industry, the gaming industry was an industry that, A, I never thought in a million years that I would be in simply because I'm not, quote unquote, a gamer or I'm not in the know about everything. But again, when I see something, I can identify, and I'm a businesswoman, I can identify um, a a certain culture too as well. And I love people in the gaming culture. There's a certain level of um, humbleness to it too when Mm -hmm. it comes to some of the business people and the entrepreneurs behind it. Mm -hmm. It's innovative, it's interesting, and it's become such a huge passion for me. Now I I breathe gaming now. I mean, I I end up studying it without even realizing I'm studying. Mm -hmm. And so. So what do you think about those people that are hardcore gamers and they see someone who's not a gamer um, coming into their space, but, but see the difference is you're someone that knows about endemic brands, not endemic, not endemic brands rather. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you communicate to them and let them know, even though you're a gamer, I know the business side of this and you need to trust me. How does that work? Oh my God. That's a great question. Uh, First of all, if you wanted to go back in the day, I was a gamer. Anybody Mm. who knows me and my Super Mario brothers, and I know this is like, so not relevant to the, a lot of these kids these days, but I literally can beat any game on there. Um, so I, I, you can, once you kind of get a gaming bug at any point in your life, cause mm-hmm. you go through seasons, you know, even as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, where even game, you start gaming for a while, then life gets busy. So you stop for a while, you game for a little while, you, you know, come back. So I understand the passion for things, mm-hmm. but as far as that side goes, if somebody's like, well, you're not a gamer, what are you doing in gaming industry? Well, look at the movie industry. I'm not an actor, but I could produce a movie. 
I could mm-hmm. write a movie or I could direct a movie. Mm-hmm. There's all of these different roles that that is played mm-hmm. in each industry. Right. Yeah, it's 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 interesting uh, when you talk to people that uh, that are in the space. Uh, I remember when I first started teaching. Um, I think about a few years ago, uh, the students were talking about the different games. I even though I didn't play some of the games, mm-hmm. uh, I knew the business. And yeah. I, I give them some business questions and they couldn't answer it. I said, what's yeah. the percentage of esports in terms of what is it? What is it? What does esports represent in the gaming industry? Oh, 80%. I'm like, no, 7%. <laughs> yeah. No, it has low. to. But look, Call of Duty. And I'm like, yeah, do, read. you got to read. You got to mm-hmm. read, my friends. Yeah. Um, and, and so what, what, when you were growing up in high school, you, you were a singer. Did you think you were going to be, a, you, were, you sang professionally, obviously, but did, yes, you, I did. did you think that you were going to be the next Mariah Carey, the next Whitney Houston, or or did you just say, <laughs> I just, I'm doing this for fun and we'll see what happens? What what how, how did you start and at what point did you realize, okay, this is not what I'm going to be doing the rest of my life? Well, it's, for me, it was more like I am I was so used to doing it because I grew up doing it. So mm-hmm. it was just a natural part of my life. Mm-hmm. But it was never something that I wanted to just dedicate my entire life to, to do. I had too much interest in business um, to spend that kind of time on it. You know, in order to become a like professional singer to, of that magnitude, you have to like live it mm-hmm. and breathe it sleep it while you're awake. I mean, all those things. And I just had too much passion for business, to be honest. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Cause I mean, there's, there's so many different ways where you're going to go here. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I wanted to say some, they're all, everything's in here is important, but, uh, but I wanted to talk about your, 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 your mom, mom Ness, right? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> My mom Ness. Yeah. Mom Ness. <laughs> Make a shirt yes. that says that. So t- t- tell me about your mother and your, her, her influence on you growing up. Oh like? yeah, my mom. So uh, you know, I am very close with my mom. I'm mm-hmm. very fortunate because she just got a chance to move here in March. Oh nice! Woo-hoo, from Hawaii. Oh, this <laughs> coming up, coming up this, March. She just moved here. This she just past came March. Here. Yeah. So she was and then here the world the got shut down. So oh, it was like, well, you got a chance to spend a lot of time with her then. Yes. Yeah, she's in the house now. She lives yeah. with us now, which is great because, as you know, and maybe you guys don't know, uh, I am a single mom with the two boys, and uh, I have Milan, who's going to be 13 next month in January, and. um my other son, Shay, who's 17, going to be 18 pretty soon, man. I don't even know how that happened. So uh, how was it? What's going on with him in school? Is he, is he, does he homeschooled? Because oh, both of, the, of my kids, I have decided to to do that. So they're both, they're both at home. And so it's been great to have my mom around mm-hmm. and kind of get just another person in the house to, you know, just be a part of their life. You right. know, when we moved away from California and to come here, we didn't really have family or friends or anything like that. And so it's been, it's worked out really well. How has it been as far as transitioning, as far as uh, going from this normal life to COVID? Um, mm-hmm. Are you are you the one that's, that's teaching them homeschooling, or did or they just homeschool because of the with the way the pandemic is, or the or the both? It's a combination of both of those things. You know, I think with um, you know part of my story, as you know, is when we moved here from California, we were mm-hmm. in the Paradise Campfire and lost everything, and so there's been some trauma that we've all been through together as a family. And obviously COVID wasn't something that was predictable. And mm-hmm. so once we kind of came here and tried to get normal, it became very unnormal <laughs> right. with COVID and everything else happening. And um, I wanted to be fair to them. And I felt like the best thing to do was to be, was to homeschool them. Right. If school was being more traditional about things, you didn't have to, you know, wear a mask all day long or, you know, they can't even use their lockers right now. And because mm-hmm. they're in middle school and high school, they got to carry these like gigantic bags everywhere. <laughs> full of stuff all their school supplies are in one bag so we wow. tried it for a little while because hey 
I'll try anything because what you do, if something's not working, mm. you, you change, right? Yeah, mm. it, it's a, it's a week. So we were going to have part two, but Chantel, you know, kind of did a segue to, to part two for me. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, next time we talk to Chantel about um, her journey. Um, many of you may not, might, might not be familiar with the Paradise Campfires, but, uh, you know, Ron Howard made a, a film about it called uh, the Paradise Fire. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to really dive into that next time. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about Chantel and her journey coming here to Dallas. We're going to talk about the, the tough decisions she has had to make. Um, and I wish we could have like a little commercial mm-hmm. intro to show <laughs> the different things that she's gone through. And then we're going to talk about what's going to happen next episode, yeah. like they do in reality shows, but that's not reality. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, this, this woman, um, uh, and her family has overcome a lot of adversity that they, they um, this, this, the house burned down, schools burned down, uh, they slept in 14 different places. She had to send the kids to Hawaii for three months. Uh, she slept in 40 places in three months, uh, hotels with friends and cars. I mean, it was insane. And we're, yeah, I, I'm not going to go into that today, but I wanted to <laughs> oh, tease you. Oh yeah, that's you. another conversation I wanted to tease you. Sure. <laughs> I had to tease you for that. So we have to bring her back two or three more times. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we were running out of time. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I want to talk to Chantel more. You know, but I had to break the podcast up into three different, four different episodes with her. Why? Because I had to. Mm-hmm. She's that dope. Oh, she, and I think a lot of things that you're going to hear about um, is going to really help you. I think that uh, a lot of the lessons that you learn, I think, could help people. A lot of people are not transparent. Um, I remember when I was talking to you about some of the things you've gone through. I was. Uh, I was I was sitting I was stationary. Mm-hmm. I remember the store was closing and I had to go to the store mm-hmm. and I'm in the store standing there listening <laughs> to your story and people are looking like we, we're about to close. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm listening to Chantel. I got to get my stuff, but mm-hmm. I got to listen to her. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know that for me, it was it was it was refreshing to know that there's other people out there like me who are who are transparent mm-hmm. and that are honest about who they are. So I want to say thank you for that. And um, and and we're, we're we would you come back so we can discuss I'll this? Be back. Yeah, because we got to talk about this. Yeah, we got to talk about this. Absolutely. Um, I think is uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about uh, overcoming adversity. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about being obedient. And mm-hmm. yeah, we we people don't talk about those things on the show. We're going to talk about cologne to our sons and to cologne. <laughs> we're going to talk about this as well. We're going to talk about fashion. She's got a great fashion sense. We're going to talk about everything. <laughs> but we, next time we come back, we're going to talk about um, just the things that she's overcome. And um and and I think you're you're going to be very excited to hear about it. And um so right now let's let's do this. Um, what do you think um in terms of where we are as a brand? Uh, mm-hmm. what would you like to see us go? Right now we've done we've got five or six shows right now in Absolutely. podcast mode. What, how do you feel about that? Did you see that coming, or what? What are you thinking? Absolutely, I see so much more to come. I feel like this isn't. You know how people say this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is not even that. I mean. It, when people kind of understand as time goes by and they start seeing more and more of everything to, to uh, come together and through fruition, um, it's going to knock everybody's socks off. Again, you know, I, I was honored to interview Jacob the other day too as well on my show. And something I said was, there's nothing like this out there. We're the first ones to the market to do all of these things and have this, you know, massive corporation that we're starting and I'm just honored to be a part of it. And I'm honored to be your friend now. Yeah. And we're going to travel together. We're going to go and talk to people. We're going to do all kinds of stuff, I man. I want to go to Hawaii, man. We got to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I got <laughs> Yeah, I got to go to Hawaii. Well, we're going to have you back on uh, when I get back here next month. And we're going to have more with Chantel. 
here. Yeah. And I want to remind everyone you are listening to the Dr. Mark's Masterclass podcast on Esports Future Eye Podcast Network. I'm going to get that down pat at one point. That's a lot I of words to you. say. Listen, yes. I, okay. I, I, I know I have to say all kinds of different variations of everything and I can't keep track. Man. Yeah, but yeah, that's so I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get there. Powered by Innovation <laughs> Media Enterprises. I got to thank again. I uh, see you, Aaron. AJ, keep making us sound great. Chantel, thank Woo-hoo. you. C- coming back, right? Absolutely. I'll be back. You'll be back. You honor, you'll, be you'll, be, you'll be back. Okay. You'll be mm-hmm. back. All right. Mm-hmm. So remember, my friends, you can't control other people. But you can control yourself. You can control three things, what you think, what you do, and what you say. Right. And we will be back very soon. Have a great day. Peace. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass. I pray you enjoyed yourself today. I had a good time. I don't know about you, but this podcast is part of the Esports Future Eye Podcast Network and is produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and let us know how we're doing by leaving a comment or a review. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.